Welcome to Science Talk, the weekly podcast of Scientific American for the seven days starting July 23rd, 2008. I'm Steve Mursky. Something different this week, I'll take you inside a technology expo. Plus, we'll test your knowledge about some recent science in the news. Back on June 25th, I attended an event here in New York City called Digital Experience, which showcased innovations in computers and consumer electronics. Lots of nifty toys for the gadget freaks out there. There were dozens of exhibits to check out in only a couple of hours, so I just kind of wandered around until something grabbed my attention. Using that careful procedure, I wound up recording interviews with five of the folks showing their high-tech wares. The place was lousy with journalists because there was free food, so I just want you to know it was a rather challenging audio environment, but everybody's intelligible. First up, Yuval Korin. He's an MIT grad and the chief product officer and one of the founders of iFi. They make these nifty media cards that can do a lot more than just store your photos. Yuval, so uh, I don't need to even hook my camera up to a computer anymore to uh, upload photographs. That's right. Uh, the uh, the iFi card is a wireless memory card for your digital camera. Uh, plug it into your existing camera if it takes SD cards. Um, and set it up to send photos to your PC or Mac or to any one of our 25 online photo sharing partners. Uh, folks like uh, Snapfish, Shutterfly, Flickr, social networks like Facebook are, uh, are, are all part of the platform that we've got available today. Uh, and as, uh, as uh, I guess our customers have told us, um, they'll, be, uh, they'll be out going about their uh, daily business taking photos Having, uh, having a good time at a party or a picnic, um, and all they need to do when they get home um, and in range of their home wireless network is turn their camera on, and then the system takes care of everything else. And if I'm a journalist in the field, I can zap it right over to my editor if it's, uh, if it's important enough to do so. That's right. So we've got a new product that we uh, actually announced last month and has just, uh, just recently started shipping that we call the iFi Explore. Uh, and it's got two, uh, two really great features uh, in addition to, to really the basic package that I described. Uh, one is hotspot access at 10,000 locations across the U.S. Uh, with the Wayport network. Uh, so if you can find a McDonald's, you can upload your photos. Uh, they're also available at uh, IHOP, at Marriott Hotels, a whole series of locations. Um, and we, uh, we've got a, a new technology also that we're debuting with the iFi Explorer. Um, and that's automatic geotagging of your photos. So if you're in a populated area with Wi-Fi networks around, uh, we work with a, with a third-party data provider, and we can actually map those Wi-Fi networks to a GPS location and to a kind of city-state level uh, metadata or tags on your photos. And so you can then upload those photos to sites like uh, Google's Picasa, Yahoo's Flickr, uh, or SmugMug, and get a really nice map-based visualization of your travels or of your professional work if you're a photojournalist. And forensically, you have, you have data about exactly where that photo was taken at what time. That's right. Very cool. Thanks very much. Thank you, Steve. I'm a Skype fan, so when I saw that they were there, I wandered over to talk with Brianna Reynaud. I think a lot of our listeners probably have used Skype. I know whenever I have to do an Australian call, I wind up using Skype. But tell us about uh, some of the the, um, the new things. You, you now have really pretty decent quality video for video conferencing with Skype or video calling with Skype. 
Yes, we've actually worked with Logitech to offer high-quality video on Skype, which is up to 30 frames per second. So it's like broadcast-quality video, and it's really exciting. You can use three different kinds of Logitech webcams, and Skype 3.8 or higher, and a dual-core processor, laptop, desktop, and you can make high-quality video calls. Anywhere in the world. Yes, for free. Skype. Free for nothing. Exactly. Skype to Skype video and audio calls are free. And you were just telling me before we started to record about PSP connectivity? Exactly. So one of the exciting things is the PSP handheld entertainment system. And so users of the PSP can now download Skype software, see when their friends are online, they still have the presence indicators, and can make and receive Skype phone calls. In their classrooms instead of studying. We won't tell anyone that. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't hear that. Anything else going on? Well, we are actually showcasing some of the other things you can use um, Skype on the go, like the Nokia N810. It's an internet tablet. So anytime you're in a Wi-Fi zone, you can use it to check your email or make and receive Skype phone calls. So there are a lot of options. There's Sometimes people think you can only use Skype when you're at home or in your office at your desk. But really, there's some really cool devices out there where you can take Skype on the go with you. So an internet tablet, it looks like an Etch-a-Sketch or something? And yeah, it's a really slick, um, slim device. It actually can fit in your pocket. And it has a slide-out keyboard and a touch screen as well. So whatever you prefer, and you're good to go in a Wi-Fi zone. So you're sitting in Starbucks for like hour number seven. And you want to make a Skype call to Australia from New York, you can do it with your tablet. Exactly. So you don't have to carry around your laptop. That is awesome, especially since, you know, with with connectivity and worldwide access, one of your friends is always going to be awake. So you can hassle somebody 24 hours a day. Absolutely. And in fact, we have over 309 million users around the world. Wow. You're bound to know someone on Skype. Excellent. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Neve Conlon talked about some of Synaptic's new touchscreen technology. Our goal is to make better human interface products uh, to enable the consumer electronics to interact better with uh, the user. Um, so one of our, our technologies is you know the touchpad for notebook PC, and we've taken that same type of technology uh, into touchscreens for phones and mb3 players and what's the problem with the existing ones and why are the ones that you're making going to be better so uh most most cell phones have uh, or smartphones have a resistive touchscreen and a resistive touchscreen has two layers of material with an air gap in between and the user has to use their finger or their uh, stylus to activate this so gestures would be hard with the, the resistive touchscreens. Um, also, they're, they're recessed normally. Like in a, a palm, the uh, touchscreen is recessed so to protect it. So you can't have something that's going to be completely flush. Um, also, the phones that are out now, the, the Samsung Instinct or the uh, LG Venus or Voyagers, they are also resistive, so you have to press very hard to activate it. It won't just touch with your finger. Synaptics is trying to make a capacitive sensing easier. So you connect the circuit with just your finger. 
and you can do different gestures like dragging and dropping, tapping. You, all you need is your finger and you won't ever have to lose your stylus again. And we're really just trying to, you know, make these things easier for the consumer. So the other ones work on electrical resistance, but yours work on electrical capacitance. Yes. So it matches the finger, just and it connects the complete circuit. So all you need is your finger to operate our touchscreens or our touchpads on our notebooks. We can also do gestures on there. So uh, like a pinch to zoom, or uh, scrolling in a circular motion. Something that you can't do with resistive. One of the top toys last year was the Iclops Bionic Eye from Jack's Pacific. The Iclops is basically an electronic magnifying glass. Genevieve Roth told me more. This year, instead of having one magnification of 200 times, we've done it that we have three different magnifications. There's a 100 times, a 200 times, and a 400 times. Now we have more advanced technology, but we're leaving it at the same exact retail of $49.99. The product this year will be available in August, so it will be available for back-to-schools for any teachers who want to use it in the classroom or any moms who want to use it. The other great aspect of the Eclops is you can just plug it right into your television and you don't need any type of console for it. It only requires five AA batteries and then you're set and ready to go. You can use it to look at anything from money to small objects such as salt. We come with different Petri dishes, uh, so you can look at liquid as well. Uh, you can go and you can look at your dad's head, you can go look at your own skin, you can look at different fabrics. It's great. You see everything that normally you wouldn't see. That's the beauty of it. Little, little insects as yes, well. Yes, you can see insects, you can see all the different colors that are magnified inside of like a dragonfly's wing. You can see the iridescence of it, the actual veins inside of it. It's very beautiful. You can also look at just bugs like grasshopper and just see all those tiny little hairs on their legs. It's, it's a lot of fun and things come more to life and you understand things a lot easier and you also have this this new version that doesn't need to be connected directly to the television yes the bionic cam comes with a battery pack so that you can go wherever you want to and take pictures with it it has a built-in screen right on it so that you can see everything you're looking at it also has three times the zoom of 100 200 and 400 magnifications after you do that it comes with a camera so you can take pictures of anything that you look at and then it comes with a jump drive so you can go, take any pit, all the pictures that you want, upload them onto your computer, share them with your friends, use it for a class project. The world has a million possibilities that you can do with it. So the, the photos that you take, let's say you're out in a field and you take photos of a, of a grasshopper that are at huge magnification, those photos get saved directly to the, the internal, the built-in flash drive, and then you just unhook that, put it in your own computer at home, and, and you have the photos easily there for uploading. Yes, that's correct. And the new ver the new one is called again? It is the Bionic Cam. Bionic Cam. Well, I'm sure every little kid is going to want one of these because I want one. I'm sure they will too. I want one myself personally. In fact, I've gotten some from my mom's classroom at home. Her kids absolutely positively love them. It's a great toy. Yeah, even my boyfriend's dad wants one for his, uh, he works in, he's an exterminator and he wants to use it to check for bed bucks. It's a great item. That's a great idea. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Jenny. Yes, thank you very much. Finally, if you want to do some podcasting yourself, here are some ideas for some of the equipment you could use. I spoke with John Snediger about a couple of M-Audio's products. So if uh, somebody's considering starting up their own podcast, what kind of uh, what kind of devices do you have out there that, 
they might find useful and what are, what are some of your new things that maybe you'll get me interested in to uh, use on our podcast. Well, it's interesting that you ask that because podcasting is something that is being done very much at the consumer level now. It used to be something that was only done by professionals and now people with equipment like ours are finding that podcasting is something that they can do very simply on their own and very affordably as well. One product that we have that lends itself very well to podcasting is called our Session Music Producer. And what that is, it's a $99 USB microphone, and it's essentially a, a microphone kit that will en enable somebody to make their own podcasts. So for that $99, people get a condenser microphone, which in itself is a pretty good deal. And they also, something that's unique about the microphone is you'll notice there's an onboard headphone jack on the microphone itself. Now that's very important because if you're doing a podcast and you have your headphones hooked up to your headphone jack in your computer, you'll notice that there will be a delay from when you speak something and when you hear it in the, in the headphones. So with our USB microphone, when you're recording something, you're able to monitor that recording in real time. And you also have field recorders that would be useful for doing podcasts. We do, yes. We have um, the MicroTrack which is something that was originally um, created for use with professional musicians and we found that a lot of journalists are using the microtrack for work in the field and we actually recently introduced the newest version of our microtrack, the microtrack 2 which has been receiving very positive reviews and you can record directly as WAV files yes you can you know people have just a few hundred dollars to spend and they want to start a podcast it's really doable Absolutely. Chances are, with the home computer setup that somebody has, all they need to do is add some simple software and buy a microphone like our producer USB microphone, and they're all set. Yeah, I, I know that uh, a lot of people use the M Audio. I'll, I'll put in a plug for uh, the, the the handy H4, which I use, and it's a, it's a competing brand. It works really well too. The key point being that for very little money you can you can really do some stuff that's that's of a very high quality yeah and that's what's great about you know the, the playing field has been leveled in many cases where it used to be professionals could only do this kind of thing and, and the point is really anybody with a, an average home setup can spend a hundred or two hundred dollars on equipment and they can have a very professional quality setup for themselves I, I use the uh, the recorder and I have a team of trained monkeys that helps me with all the production do the monkeys come with uh, with your M audio equipment as well they are sold separately. Now it's time to play Totally Bogus. Here are four science stories. Only three are true. See if you know which story is totally bogus. Story one. Researchers are hopeful that they can create new super strong lightweight materials based on the jaws of a worm. Story two. Researchers have figured out how one of the chemicals gets produced that makes freshly tilled earth smell so good. Story 3. Anthropologists have found indigenous people in the Amazon region who have no words for individual numbers like 1 or 2. And Story 4. Because of workplace pressures, more men than women get tattoos removed. Time's up. Story 1 is true. It's called the ragworm or sandworm. It makes its living burrowing under the North Atlantic. Oh, by the way, they can be four feet long, these worms. The worm also has a blue head, which includes incredibly hard jaws or teeth, depending on what you want to call them. 
The researchers found that the choppers are made of a unique protein, very rich in the amino acid histidine. They hope that they can learn how the light, strong material functions and put that knowledge to use in construction applications or in spacecraft or airplanes. The work appeared in the journal Biomacromolecules. Story two is true. You can thank soil bacteria for making Earth smell so earthy. Brown University researchers, publishing in the Journal of the American Chemical Society, found the secret to the synthesis of one of the chemical compounds that the bacteria produce. It's called methyl isoborneol, and the only way to make it, it turns out, is to get two genes to work together to produce an 11-carbon terpene. Which right away is weird because most terpenes have either 10 or 15 carbons, which just shows you that the best chemists on Earth often can be found in the Earth. Story three is true. The Paraha people use the same word for two, three, four, five, or six, and they used another word for anything less. Then the first sum. So, whatever that word is, it could mean one, or it could mean two, or it could mean five. For more, check out the July 18th edition of the daily podcast, 60 Second Science. All of which means that story four about more men than women getting tattoos removed is totally bogus. Because what is true is that about six percent of people with tattoos eventually get them removed, and two thirds of them are women. The study was published in the journal Archives of Dermatology. About a quarter of Americans between 18 and 30 have a tattoo, and researchers project the number to soon reach 40 percent. So, two occupations with lots of potential would seem to be tattoo artist and tattoo remover. Well, that's it for this edition of the weekly Siam podcast. Visit siam.com for the latest science news, blogs, videos, and slideshows. For Science Talk, the weekly podcast of Scientific American, I'm Steve Mursky. Thanks for clicking on us.